0: This episode of 321 lay Podcast is brought to you by LARP Box, a monthly subscription box for LARPers by LARPers. Go to LARPbox.com and use the promo code 321PODCAST to receive 10% off your next purchase.
1: We contemplated getting a goat <laughs> at some That's point, the so they have something to herd, and uh, that poor goat would be terrified.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Ready, Evan? Sure, As ready as I usually am. Good (laughs) enough for me. Welcome to 321 Play On Podcast. Next Level Nerd's podcast about live action roleplay. On our show, we're trying to learn as much as we can about LARP and any related topics we find interesting as well. Visit nextlevelnerd.com or search Next Level Nerd in any search engine. You'll find all of our podcasts about gaming, Movies, TV, and now comic books, and of course LARPing. Welcome, my name is Ashton. Joining me is one of our hosts, Evan. Hello. We have recently returned from a long break of not LARPing to get to LARP last weekend, which is a weird way to put that. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. Uh, we The game we play is called Frontier Dawn. It is in southeastern New Jersey, Delaware area, supposed to be where the player base is. So, uh, really great staff, awesome group of players. So we were really glad we got to make it. Jeff, fun Evan. Yeah, I had a blast. Cool. I did get to LARP in February for the uh, ball that we had, but this was the first full event I made it to for this year. But joining us, we have a couple guests new to the show. We have Brody and Jenny joining us. How you doing today?
1: Good, how are you guys doing?
0: Great. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. And uh, we, you are a couple of longtime LARPers, right? <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yes.
3: <Incredible. laughs> wait, wait. So, no. Uh, first buffer LARP was October 2001 for both of us.
2: Nice. Uh, yes.
3: We weren't together at that point in time, but we both had the same first game. And then prior to that, I started with Vampire LARPing in, oh God, uh, uh, 99, 98? Okay. Spring, okay. one of those two years. And I don't know, John, before that, I got the same start, I think, Me and the friends I
1: grew up with, we started Vampire LARPing in, like, 96. We were actually at the playtest, ran by White Wolf, at a convention whose name I forget. Mm. And uh, we found out about it last minute, and we drove all the way out to Harrisburg, PA, um, to join the game. And when we got there, the game was full.
3: Mm. So...
1: Uh, they were playtesting like it was, first of all so Larving was really I don't want to use the horrible avant-garde word but that's kind of what at the time like it was really pulling nerds out of the woodwork at that point
2: and getting yeah, them
1: socialize, yeah. which was pretty cool um, <laughs> and they were trying this thing where uh, in order for you to feed as a vampire character, you had to speak with somebody not playing the game in the presence of a storyteller for like three or four minutes without the other person knowing, because the original idea is that you'd be able to play this game in public and nobody would know what was happening.
2: It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah.
1: It did not work out.
0: <laughs> so
1: you had all these people that were used to, you know, being in their parents' basements, <laughs> barely <laughs> seeing sunlight, you know, now all of a sudden they have to go interact with people. Mm. Uh, so my best friend, we sat outside because we couldn't join the game, and they said, "Oh, that—that that was what it was." They said we could join the game if we convinced somebody to embrace us. So we sat outside the game central and put a sign up put signs on our chests, and said, uh, "We'll trade blood for the embrace." And that's how we got into the game.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Sounds like hard mode for some of these people. Real life hard mode. Yeah
3: that was a good time and brody yeah. john was always interested in boffer larping i had no desire to do this thing like i i was so used to, to to vampire larping and it was like you know how would you role play if you're actually fighting instead of uh, and i just could not wrap my head around this idea uh and a couple of my friends my really my best friends at the time started going to a game um that ran way back when um, called Equinox and okay. we uh, like I, they tried to get me to go I didn't want to go and after like four months finally the, the um, guy and the couple said look it's my birthday weekend that's the only place I'm celebrating my birthday if you don't go you're going to miss my birthday and I was like <laughs> oh, well crap I guess I'm going then Uh, And I went, and that was it. Like, the the first time that... Actually, the first night, I was just terrified. I had no idea what was going on. The next day, I was in a fight where we were in this, like, pathway of trees and stuff. And there were these people coming, running towards us. And I had no idea what was going on still. I was still, like, terrified of all these strange people who I had never met before. And, like, I screamed and dove off the path into the trees. Not, like, role-playing or anything, just (laughs) Jenny was afraid. So Jenny jumped out of the way. Not Jenny's character. Jenny did. (laughs) And they all just kind of ran past me and dropped my friends who I was with. Mm. And I had, like, a little bit... I, I was playing a faith character, and I had a little bit of healing going on. And I was like, ooh. And I like crept out of the woods and I healed them. And I was like, oh, oh, this is awesome. And that was <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> and I spent my first year like afraid to pick up a, a sword. Mm. Um, didn't fight at all. Uh, and then now I do. <laughs> Quite well too,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I was much easier. The same, we, we had the friend in common, but didn't actually meet until we were at the game. Uh, he came to us and was like hey you can be a paladin of the god of death and you hunt undead because necromancers steal souls from, the, from his halls and he hates necromancy I was like I'll be there and
2: <laughs> Soul- <laughs> That's <cool. Yeah>. uh,
1: <laughs> and by the end of the first weekend I was battered bruised I hurt everywhere uh, I had thorns that I was covered in mud it was freezing <laughs> and I was like I will never miss a weekend of this ever uh,
3: and then we played Equinox for almost nine years. Oh,
2: wow.
3: eventually, it, the old owners sold the game uh, to me and a couple of partners, oh. and we ran it for a few years until like 2008 with the the economic downturn.
2: Yeah, it
3: really it really put a hurt on the game, and the camp kept getting more expensive, and eventually we were mm-hmm. just exhausted, like both. Emotionally and financially. Uh, so we chose to end the game um, prematurely. It kind of sucked, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been to, I don't know, between the two of us, probably seven different games at this point that in time. Weird. Yeah. Uh, like four as long-term players. Mm-hmm. Frontier Dawn is our current happy home.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's
3: so
1: awesome. there's
2: our intro. Sorry. That's
3: yeah, perfect.
1: Uh, yeah, Short story long. Actually, the, fu- the funny <laughs> side of that is that when she finally did pick up a sword, uh, we were just friends at the time, and I watched her take a shield to the face, and I watched the light switch go off in her head, and she beat the hell out of these two dudes. And I remember looking across the field, and this is, you know, this is 16 and a half years ago. I said, I'm, I'm mating with that one. That's gonna be my wife, and uh, guess what?
0: <laughs> it's beautiful. Rom Rom com written all over it.
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's uh, interesting, and that sounds like a whole another podcast. The uh, running the LARP and through that, you know, sure. that time and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're we'll get to that someday. But yeah, we uh, had an event this weekend um, at South Mountain YMCA in Southeastern PA, and it was the second event, uh, second full event of the third year of Frontier Dawn, right? (laughs) Right. So yeah, fairly new game, Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. But you, you two were not able to make Friday Night, right?
3: Unfortunately, yeah. no. I, gotcha. I work in Manhattan. John works in Philly. It oh, wow. it is brutal for us just doing our commute. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: and then it's just too much going on. So yeah. at like nine thirty, we still hadn't been able to hit the road, and we we said we just can't. Um, we also get up extremely early for work. So
2: yeah,
3: like five thirty. Um. So at some point, I said, no, honey, it's just not safe for, the, for the, the drive at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, sadly, we missed we missed some awesome stuff from what I hear, which is disappointing. But, I mean, it's it's the price you pay.
2: Or sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or healthy. Uh, your bed, on.
3: obviously. South Mountain's yeah. a really great camp. There are real beds there, which is
2: yeah.
3: uh, fantastic. I love that camp. Right. I love South Mountain.
2: Yeah. But my bed's like- comfier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah. It, well it, they had a late start um, Unfortunately they had some issues with the storage unit And it was raining like torrential downpour um, So it, it was a late start but like in the back of my head, I knew like ah it'll be fine like <laughs> like I wasn't worried as, like as far as a game suffering because you know it's, all, it's always a really great game and the staff works really hard and the players are real understanding you know so
3: yeah it's, uh, but it's always hard to judge that sort of thing um I, I don't I don't mean necessarily about oh are they a great game I mean as somebody who has to make that decision as to when you can lay on there are mm-hmm. so many things that factor into that like. I'm sure that there were people who were held up by the rain. Right. So at what point do you say, okay, this is who's coming tonight. It's time to, to go. Or at what point do you suddenly have half of your player base turn up and game's already laid on? Right. Um, which is either way, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I highly sympathize with the staff on that kind of decision. Right.
0: And right now they're doing a lot of specific things for people's hire lists and you know, sort of unlocking these other, other abilities and, and trees and stuff for people. So they kind of needed certain people to be there that they had you know, p- prepared mods for. Yep. And that was actually, it seemed like, most of Friday night. Not that I, people joined on different things, but... Uh,
2: I think
1: that's a good time to do that.
2: Yeah. Because no, you, do
1: have, you do have people trickling in at different times on the weekend. And so, if you have player class plot line, like small plot lines specific to like two or three people, mm-hmm. if you get that done out of the way on Friday night, then every then then you're free to finish your, your big meta plot for the weekend. And that's so that was probably a good good choice on their on their end,
0: right? And now everybody's so connected, you know, throughout the month that you know they can communicate just with a text or message or whatever. Like, hey, are you going to be there Friday night or uh-huh, uh-huh. you know like they'll, they'll usually hint like hey maybe don't NPC Friday night <laughs> yeah. you know because uh, Evan had a giving ahead a little bit but Evan had a, a special mod that night yeah that was uh-huh. pretty cool. yeah I think you guys got to see the result of it we'll get
2: was that. that your hash
1: line yeah okay cool
0: yeah so we got there and got ready it was nice for us that it was kind of a slow start because we hadn't seen I hadn't seen anybody since November so that was kind of nice to just catch up in uh, and, and out of game. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I don't even really remember what all happened in the in Friday night because yeah, there were some specific things that were just like uh, people kind of coming and going. And the the first thing I remember was a tapestry thing. But remember well, I, before that? Before that, they had the surgery, and there was a mod they went on to like get something for that. I didn't get all the details, and I believe uh, Aukius and Kat got their, maybe, racial paragons? I think it was a title, because I was talking to him today. There's a there's a certain title for a kingdom, I guess, if you're uh, from Dreok. Oh, that makes a lot more sense.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the Feoden.
0: <laughs> yeah, Feoden or Feoden or whatever, yeah. It's like a wizard alchemist or something, or hunter alchemists thing or something
1: yes actually that that was a surprise that's because there there was i like how they drop little hints about the hidden about the like secret lists and whatnot yeah so that that was actually way more off the rails than i thought um (laughs) like i was expecting them to get like just some secret alchemy potions and whatnot that work against undead and whatnot uh Mm -hmm. i was not expecting the whole uh here, let's add a bunch of extra organs into you so you can live longer.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: which is actually, which is actually pretty cool. Like that. That's. Uh, were you guys at the? Um, did you guys make it to the one-day event where? Uh,
2: yeah. We,
1: we got to see the history of Dryoc and how it got all messed up.
0: Yeah, that was that's actually right. our very okay. first event.
1: Oh, that was your first event. Okay, I thought I remember oh, yeah. you guys being there. Yeah, I was.
2: That oh, yeah, was no idea what was going mechanic. on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, speaking of being in the woods and having no idea what's going on, <laughs> sc- <laughs> screaming as Jake runs towards you. <laughs> <with sweet lovers.
1: laughs> yeah, Jake's not a small dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, it was kind of funny because they came in and we had missed what was going on. But, uh, I was playing my one character who's kind of like he's real into learning and researching and stuff so something's gone on I wanted to like take notes and so I walk up and Pete turns around as his NPC and he gets all serious and he's like anyone not a part of this ritual will be sentenced to death by rule of Dreyarch or something I forget what he said but it was basically like watch and die <laughs> and it just like struck me like as annoyed and I was like what who are you why are you doing this in the middle of our inn
2: <laughs>
0: yes. I was like, you, "You're trying to be secret. This is the most public place here." <laughs> and I was just gonna leave it at that, but they they ended up moving into like a room. Um, is really just like the washroom or whatever. But in my opinion, that it made it kind of more interesting because they were doing the surgery replacing organs like you said or adding organs and so they were role-playing it out and screaming in pain and but now we couldn't see it all we could hear was the screaming (laughs) so it's almost a cooler effect to be like what is going on in there (laughs) yeah Uh, that was crazy
1: so one of the things about that like just having bark for this long one of the things that that we've learned is if a game has a if a game has a secret society or a secret list that players can eventually become members of, it all becomes the worst kept secret. <laughs> the moment the first player gets hit, it's over. Yeah. Like right. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. They weren't settled about
1: it. <laughs> and it. And it is always, and you know, it, it's without fail. Uh, that is not a Pete thing. I, I have seen that. Uh, before where like the NPC is like you've witnessed somebody nobody was meant to tell anybody and we'll kill you. <laughs> Dude, we're trying to have feast. You did it like on the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take my bread elsewhere. Yeah. So that was exciting. And it was just almost out of nowhere. Just like ah <sighs> like people screaming.
2: <laughs> <bloody murder. laughs>
0: 'Cause they mentioned surgery or something or something was going on and they were like, We need a sterile area. <laughs> what? It's like I heard pirates crash through the ceiling. I don't know how sterile this place is. Yeah, we have a, <laughs> yeah, we have a new skylight that my character has
1: has uh groused about endlessly since it happened.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kinda of, we missed that event, but it's kind of pretty fun.
1: Oh hand, hand gas was mad.
0: Like
1: everyone else was like, they stole these magic items from this place, and this person got hurt. I'm like, our roof. <laughs> you know how much it takes to fix that damn roof? Like,
0: <laughs> I just built that thing. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, that was one exciting thing, uh, and then there was a bit more of a what I'm thinking is the main plot of the of the season. Uh, constructing this giant obelisk weapon thing um, mm-hmm. to fight the main enemy. Uh, but that was pretty cool. We had There was a tabard, again, found at an event I didn't make it to. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of the blueprint blueprint for it, I believe, right? More or less? Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah. So um, that what I learned that weekend is they should definitely let Pat... Um, Who's one of the staff? One more archaeology mods. Yeah. That where where we found that tapestry, that that mod was outstanding. It was like a three and a half hour mod. Um and we recovered that from like the ruins of a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Um and so that that's the I, I believe the obelisk thing is like the ace in the hole there or that I don't want to call it a MacGuffin, but it's like the thing that will allow these like 30 people if they can pull it off to like destroy the great evil that we by right have no chance of beating
0: right.
1: uh, so it's a cool plot line and then and they're yeah. putting a lot of thought
2: into it which
0: yeah it was really cool um, and so yeah we kind of started that process step one piece one whatever you want to call it um, and so yeah I kind of missed the hook other than Pat showing up at the tapestry Like, I forget if it just kind of appeared or somebody brought it out or something. Uh, Someone brought it out. I remember uh, Hero rolling it out to look at it. I don't know what prompted that, though. Gotcha. So, yeah, it opened, and I think everybody, you know, they called a scene. Everybody heard a voice, and they asked a question, which is kind of interesting. And it was, you know, this big... What happened was, uh, Silas has that staff of fate. Oh, that's right. The eyeball, and he put it over the tapestry. And then, like, a beam shot from the staff to the tapestry, and the tapestry flew into the air. And then a magic door opened in the the table that it was on, which is pretty cool. I think, I believe Pat was describing it. Yeah. And so we were asked, do you have, do I have permission or something like that? And, uh, he asked anyone who thought yes to raise their hand. And he was like, okay, without changing your minds, follow me. Follow me if you said yes. Yeah, luckily I was standing right there and I saw what was going on. So I was more inclined to say yes than just a voice in my head saying, it's asking that question.
3: So the only description that we got having arrived late was... You need to talk to the town because like four people said no to a random voice in their head asking, do I have permission? Mm.
2: Which is far
3: more terrifying than (sighs) that whole layout. Yeah, that was a much better description. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't get that description in-game. In-game, we just got the (laughs) town failed terribly because why did everybody say, do you have permission? Why, yes. Yes, whatever voice you are, I don't care. You have permission.
0: We were we were also told that the voice doesn't seem to have any malicious intent, and you know yeah none
3: of that yeah none, none of that, of
1: that. <laughs> none of that came across whatsoever.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so it was a fairly safe bet that we were supposed to go and say yes. Yeah. In, in all honesty, I was I was kind of nervous. Like, <laughs> I was like, because I wanted to say yes. I was like, oh, my guy's curious and likes to do things or. I don't remember how I justified it, but I was like, I actually don't know what's going on with this stream. (laughs) I was like, but I'm willing to take that risk. I think I'll
2: I'll be (laughs)
1: right. It's that weird um, in and out of game thing where you're like, okay, if I say no, I'm going to end up twiddling my thumbs in the end while everybody goes on mod.
0: Totally, yeah.
1: But in character, would my character do this?
0: Right.
3: Ah, you mean like, I missed that whole archaeology mod because I had, like, two hours earlier said, guys, we need to stay and defend the tavern as the, or the inn as the whole place is being overrun by muckins. And, like, five other people were like, yes, you are absolutely right, we must stay and defend the inn. And then, like, Plot showed up and everybody was like, woo Shiny! And left. Uh, <laughs> so... I missed that mod because I stuck to what I'd said. Like that's, and that's always a choice you have to make. There's we've had people in our lives who have said, no, you just have to go on the mod because it's, it's the mod. You're like, but my character's not going grave robbing. You can (laughs) tell me any other description that you want to and try to justify it any way you want. But I heard the description. That's grave robbing. like, and. And that is always a choice that you have to be willing to make for your character. And sometimes it... Yeah, some, so, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. Sure.
0: Um, no, I totally agree. That uh, Yeah, you should... The roleplay choice is always the uh, right answer. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah.
1: It, Look. I, also, I also always enjoy it when somebody does stick to their guns for their character. I like get that, that's all because that that's really um, being faced with a tough decision and how you play it out that's where the real that's where the role play gets
3: really really good i think
2: yeah
0: um, yeah, and I think that's we've seen a lot of that uh you know like yourselves and a lot of other players have had a lot of experience larping and role playing and even just acting and stuff um so we get to see that a lot, which is. Probably one of my favorite parts of going to this game. Um, mm-hmm. You get to see those moments of drama and tension and uh, just kind of creative situations and stuff people get themselves in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun at the end of the day. I have a bit of an out for my one character. Like He always wants to protect people. So even if they're doing something stupid, <laughs> I'm like, well, I want to make sure they don't die. <laughs> I've
2: done a bunch of those
0: yeah that's always if I'm on the fence I'll go with that reasoning <laughs> so anyway we got into the tapestry yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a cool description of uh, I believe we turned kind of like, like a celestial or like a silhouette of ourselves but looked like the night's starry sky or whatever uh, and then, I'm not sure, I forget if we our silhouettes stood there, or they flew into the tapestry or something. But either way, we left the inn. And uh, out of game, it had not been raining, like, the minute before <laughs> when we were outside. Oh. and we I was like, it was like, clear as day. It was like, perfect. And then the minute we got outside, it just started torrential downpour. Like, not the worst rain I've ever been in my life, but top two or three. <laughs> so, but Yep. I mean, Lark everybody's Brother. pretty good. Yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Everybody's pretty good support about it. Um, but yeah, it's was pretty cool the way Pat was describing uh, the whole experience, this realm of fate. Um, so I don't know how much to kind of, I guess it's old news at this point. But, uh,
2: mm, but yeah, it's no, pretty cool.
1: That makes me sad because that's a, um, that we missed it. Yeah. That's yeah. a plot line. That's one of the plot lines I'm really interested in. Um, because the whole like the the stars and the sun and all that the the culture the lost human-based culture that have the tapestry Mm -hmm. they're called the nun and they're they're very obviously like based on egyptian mythology yeah with like pat's spin on them um so that that is something he he knows a lot about so he's going to be able to bring a lot to the
3: table with that
0: yeah yeah it's really cool um so yeah, it was <laughs> it was kind of cool because he was just we were walking basically in this like you know suspended stone pathway in space, and it was like you realize if you go off this path, it's not it's going to be the end of you, <laughs> basically. So, that's a bit of added pressure to walking yeah. through the path and stuff. Um, but yeah, that no, was cool um, because it, what I thought was cool was the way he described it sounded like it kind of left it up to everybody's interpretation as to what they saw. You know, because he was saying you saw visions of past memories. Um, you see things that have happened, but you know couldn't have happened that way. You hear conversations you were never privy to, and things like that. Um, so there was a lot of that left up to the imagination. And then even when we were fighting things, I kind of asked later, like, "What do what do we see when we're fighting?" And he was like, "All kinds of things, like anything you fought in your past, and could be a mucking, could be a skeleton, you know." So it was, it was a lot of uh, imagination and role play and stuff going on. So that's really cool.
1: Did you actually fight on the mod or was it yeah. all description?
2: Okay.
0: No, yeah. We So we walked and that was just kind of traveling and then basically turned around to go back. Um, like we were traveling through space or whatever at first. And then uh, we were on this path that we were being led towards something or a couple players were using some abilities to sense where we should go or whatever. Um, and then, so yeah, things were kind of jumping out at us and attacking and and whatnot. So, Some some uh, <laughs> dedicated NPCs fighting in the dark and the rain. <laughs> so kudos to them. And so yeah, and I wondered at the very end um, I wondered if there was something else that was maybe going to happen but it was so late and dark and wet that it was just kind of like when you find it you know you disappear or whatever but yeah, do no. know but no it was still fun and it was kind of like thanks everybody for putting up with the rage <laughs> all right let's go home. so but that was you know sort of the big setup for what we were going to be doing that weekend
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that was cool and then it was getting back to the end and <laughs> i think all the people that said no were like looking at us like yeah we're glad we said no <laughs> so then yeah trying to explain it to everybody and talk about it afterward was cool but yeah But yeah, I was getting late, and I was getting tired. (laughs) But we were pretty sure something was going to happen that we wanted to be around for, and I was glad we stuck it out. Yeah, it was uh, somewhat obviously my highlight of the event. I had been told to make a Fizz Rep for a Dragonette for reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, I then asked... Uh, Tiffany, when I should not NPC, she said definitely not Friday night. <laughs> so it was it was getting really late. It was like probably two or three at this yeah. point. <laughs> I think you even asked like you're you're sure that's happening tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, but definitely worth the wait. So Septima comes out, and uh, we start talking about the egg that I had at that moment, and trying to maybe take some preparation because I don't know if you guys have been around when we had been attacked by these creatures that were after the eggs before. When we first found the egg, we got attacked. And then when Septima's egg hatched, we were attacked. Uh, And it had power to um, put compulsion on the Wormkin. So we were hoping to avoid that. And then uh, it also has this music that plays every time it shows up. And it's like this uh, almost discordant music... It's super creepy, yeah, and then we did this inside, which is awesome. Uh, Pat played the monster, and he came out from behind the curtain of the stage that we have in the inn, which was like just he just came out of nowhere, which is pretty <laughs> pretty cool. It was like exciting and terrifying for me at the same time, like my job was solely protect this egg, like if I can save anyone else in the meantime, great but <laughs> I was really just focused on <laughs> <laughs>
2: just
0: taking sure nothing happened to my egg and so uh, the monster has an ability to split into like lesser monsters so that there's a bunch of people fighting and like the whole town was there whether it was just because it was in the inn and that's where they were <laughs> they helped out or they were you know interested in protecting me and the egg, that's great too uh, so that was just kind of crazy and there was a number of people that just went out of their way to help save me, protect me, which is You know pretty crazy great Mm -hmm. yeah uh and so after you know a decent fight the egg hatched and uh i had given tiffany the fizzera she then gave it back to me then uh the thing started like beelining towards me like it was doing everything it could to get as close as it could to, to me but again the town was great like I, I don't know if I've seen Tactus as well. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> intercepting and moving me, just paralyzing Ice Block. Like, this thing was not touching me. <laughs> and So then I remembered that when the first egg had hatched, Septimus Dragonette had attacked the thing, and that's what drove it off. So while it was stunned, you know, I got close to it, and then it was able to do a Dragon Purge, which just turned it to dust which is pretty great. And then I got my Dragonette and my uh, Paragon Wormkin list, which is great.
2: Oh, congr- oh, is
1: that what the Dragonette is? It's, it's part of your Paragon?
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. Congrats. Pretty cool. Thank you. Um, and another cool, there was more Wormkin stuff throughout the weekend. Uh, and at that point, I don't know if they set this up, like ask people to specifically be there but there happened to be an air fire earth and uh water wormkin all there
3: i can tell you no they did not they were extremely excited when neil showed up so, they right.
0: yeah, that's, that's so. Um, yeah so we were each given a vision of different locations oh yeah we were able to draw them out on a piece of paper and then put them all together and made a map of the island and Ooh. it actually uh, showed where the ley lines were that all went to a specific spot. And we believe that's uh, Dragonfall that we're trying to get to. Uh, so we think there's a ley line or a um, laystone yes, there there. that yeah. we could travel to to get there.
3: That's pretty awesome. Oh, so um, the
1: the Dragon Island or the continent that we're on?
0: It's on our, co- uh, our continent, on uh, Terra Nova. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we were found out at the end of last year that there's a place called Dragonfall and it's connected to the Silvanari and we think if we take the corrupted skull there we may be able to purify it or maybe even revive the Silvanari that we fought last year.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. And, and then, then uh what um Zimmy, uh our airworking and she uh, was given a vision of a mountain that was nearby and felt that there was something important there that we needed to go to. So we made plans to make an expedition there the next day. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and so right after the egg hatching mod, um, there was some kind of ritualist thing going on or had been going on while that was going on or something. And then they kind of came back to the inn and there was a shadow unbound, just kind of walking around in the tavern. And Jake's NPC... Um, Wait, um, what? a what? Sh- like a shadow Faust that was unbound.
2: Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. Uh, it was played by Eleanor and she had this really cool mask on. I think think there's a photo oh, on, Facebook. There's a on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And she was just kind of like, like doing this like Move, dance like moving her arms, like she was kind of floaty, shadowy, kind of moving around. It was it was cool. <laughs> and uh, Armon is that his name, right? Jake's NPC <clears throat> ritualist. Armon, yeah, yeah, he was there, but he was like <laughs> super annoyed, and like he didn't like the unbound, and it was interesting because there's a lot of discussion kind of going back and forth, and Jake is hilarious in that role because um, <laughs> he's kind of like. Uh, I don't know he's like kind of hyperbolic and to the point and <laughs> makes these like uh, kind of subtle jokes or whatever so so then like we had waited most of the night for these things to happen and then there were two things going on that I was like really interested in because <laughs> there was oh because there was also a wishling thing connected with the ritualism because um, there was some the Zazimos ritualist guy uh, had some wishling lore connected to it, and Armand didn't like him, so we were trying to figure, we were trying to like piece out this kind of mystery slash who done it kind of thing. <laughs> and meanwhile, this cool stuff with the ley lines and dragons was going on at the other table, <laughs> so I kept like going back and forth. <laughs> so yeah, that was a I, good role play at the end of the night. Yeah, he actually pulled me aside uh, because two novembers ago uh, a group of us made a deal with the gentleman mm-hmm. our group <laughs> our group uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know i think we just thought oh yeah we'll help out and you know we're kind of new we want to prove our worth or something i don't know so we agree <laughs> yeah. hey, let's set the stage we're facing the undead army <laughs> undead forces as far as i could see the God. <laughs> Yeah, and so someone had the idea that the gentleman could help us out But probably the... probably um, and then a the number of other people with us but they are no longer a part of our game uh, unfortunately uh, and so the only people left that signed this agreement are Tuknar and Neptune
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so the gentleman is like ready to collect this debt that we owe him <laughs> <laughs> all for a plus one in combat or something <laughs> i forget what it was yeah so no oh, i forgot about that
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah then we went to bed
1: <laughs> so that that exact situation is why i wrote when i wrote the background for hand uh it be, because I've been LARPing for, for so long. Like the whole idea behind Handgas is that like uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the with the um, Bob and more, but like they leave the Shire or like they grow up in the Shire. Everything's awesome, and then at some point you get like this bug that you can't control that you just have to go wander the world. So you go wander the world, you like go on your life's adventures, and then and then you come back uh, when you're like ready to retire. And go back to the shire and, and you know, do whatever, apply whatever trade you want to for the rest of your, your time that, that you're alive. And so the whole idea behind the character was like, character had done that. He walks back in the shire, and he's like, "I'm home." And then somebody comes in and like nails one of the invitations to the uh, the charter
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: to go to the new continent. Uh, and he's like, "Damn it, I thought I'd been everywhere."
2: Uh-huh. Nope. Nice. Off
1: I go again, and so like, <laughs> so I wrote some jadedness into the character. So when nice. someone was like, "Do you want to make a deal?" Nope, and I just exit stage left. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this story play out before.
0: <laughs> there you go. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, then uh, Saturday morning. Well, so when when did uh, you two arrive? Pretty early, or.
3: Oh, yeah, before Leon, really. We brought coffee okay. from staff early. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we were there. Nice.
2: Not nine as early days, as we wanted yeah. to, but More like 9.30ish, yeah.
0: yeah. Early. Sure. Yeah. Is it uh, far from like where you live, this camp? Or?
1: Uh, about an hour, 45. It's not too bad. We, we have driven a lot
3: farther for games, so sure. that's not bad.
0: Okay. Wake up in your own bed, shower,
2: leave in there. yep.
3: Our- yep and put on makeup at home, not in like mm. a bathroom that you're, con- I mean, obviously I'm concerned about keeping my own bathroom clean, but I have like good cleaning supplies and things like that that I can use.
2: Right. Uh,
3: it's not, Oh God, I, am going to leave behind a litter <laughs> sink or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. you can always tell but sink on the Downside
3: then with like a full face of makeup, I it, like as much as I do not give a crap about what other people think about me generally, uh, when it's somebody I'm never going to see again ever in my life. Uh, I still don't want to deal with walking into like a Wava in the back hills of Pennsylvania. Like that's not really that's where I grew up. Like I don't I, I know those people. I, like not that I know those people, but like I know those people. Yeah,
2: sure.
3: So it just means like take the whole. Like if we stop on the trip, I'm like, no, no, honey. You go in and get the coffee. <laughs> I'm going to stay right here. Uh, but yeah, no, it's great to put on the makeup before going to the game. <laughs>
0: yeah. so, I, I get a kick out of that. Like Those people have a story for that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You won't believe it, but I saw Wawa. <laughs>
1: the, there was a Wawa um, like a mile and a half from the, one of the camps that we used to play at. Uh And that game had a lot of monster races as PCs. So
3: that was Pine Hill. Did we ever play there with? Oh, oh no, that was one of the playtest ones. Yeah, that was the playtest. Yeah, playtest before you guys started. So the
1: same camp that some of the Frontier Dawn playtests were at. And this wawa on any given weekend would be visited by drow trolls. uh, (laughs) Nice. Bad werewolf costumes. our really good buddy named Corman, who to this day we call Battlesheep, because he tried making a Minotaur costume, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: But he was he was a white Minotaur with white curly hair, so he looked like a giant angry sheep, so
3: that's, that has been his nickname for about eight years at this point.
2: Nice. <laughs>
3: God, so, yeah. Yeah. And I do not feel like walking in and that blah, blah like that was every weekend there was some parade going through there. Uh <laughs> random like rest stop on the turnpike not not so much. No you will know not not she's
1: happy. fine sending me in with rosy cheeks. I will, I will <laughs> never forgive Josh for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like he just exercised or something.
2: Hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, so yeah, we got there early and then um, staff took pity on me because I was also one of the people who was supposed to get my Paragon list on Friday night oh. and then just life prevailed. Uh, and so we, we sent word ahead kind of saying, hey guys, it's just not, it's just not working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we got to game on Saturday morning, it, we said our hellos, which were, uh, we're we're pretty good friends with a lot of staff. Uh, I mean, Tiff was one of my bridesmaids, mm-hmm. um, and so we got there and they sent John into game and told me to hold on and and made me go stand out on the uh, the like porch for a while and then not look at Pat. Uh, because he put on the makeup that it had on on Friday night when um, Khalilah got her Paragon list, and then it, I had a, a small scene for myself to receive mine, and I fought Pat and and fought Pat, and he talked a lot. I let him talk himself out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: you
3: let him monologue. I let him monologue for like for at some point I was like. They're gonna tell me that like no he's taken over my mind or something like somewhere in there I was like no I probably just should have fought but he went up to like the top of the hill and I was like let me catch my breath oh now he's just gonna he's just gonna talk let's see if he drops any story bits Um, that's true which like he kind of did like that led into the vision that came with the the Paragon list so it was it was worthwhile it was worthwhile cool we circled a lot. I was hoping he'd get dizzy. <laughs> it's
0: a valid tactic. Yeah. Cool. So that was like first thing Saturday.
3: That was like first thing Saturday. That was yeah. that was pre going into rest of game. That was like this is what happens while you're still in bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Story wise, Saturday morning. Yeah, it was
1: with with some humorous hyperbole attached. It was. Hey, guys, thanks for the coffee. Brody, get out. We're keeping it <laughs> <good>. All right. <laughs> uh, and as, as is my every Saturday morning at Frontier Dawn, as I finished my cup of coffee, evil poured into the inn and ruined my coffee. Like, that's, <laughs> that just seems to be every, every Saturday. Like, it's always when my waffle comes off the waffle iron. <laughs> It uh, hits <laughs> <laughs> the plate, and I hear, help!
3: <sighs>
1: um, we were attacked by the. No, I don't want staff to be upset because I only. I know the name, but I only call them the Manskitoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I forget their actual. Zol-Click,
3: something like that?
0: Zulklik, yeah. Zol-Click, Is that yeah. it? Okay. okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, because I. Um, I think I NPC'd when they were introduced and I was on a different mod. So as hand gassed, they were explained to me as watch out for the, for the mosquitoes. And so that just stuck. And I'm like, what the hell is a mosquito? And then like more showed up and I'm like, Oh, what's that?
0: Was <laughs> that the swamp? The first time they showed up? I believe so. Yeah. Piece, yeah. I, I think oh, that was man. one of the first events I missed. And I remember hearing about them. Yeah. I remember their name because uh, Josh came in as Gaius and was like in pain at having to say Manskeetos to explain what was coming. Because no one knew the real name. So he yeah. kept saying it so people would pick it up. we all like, like, the what clicks? Oh,
2: I think <laughs> he literally said,
0: it pains me to say it. <laughs> Were you there for uh, during this old click mud Zach's character Hero was explaining it to somebody and he was like the way guys explained it to me was let's say you invented your own kind of cheese <laughs> and it was the greatest cheese that had ever been invented and you gave it a name and it's a beautiful name and people are like here eat this cheese with <laughs> or something like that or something really stupid. He's like that's what it's like. It's a good analogy. Yeah. They're they're just
1: weird. They're weird creatures. Like I, I, I it's a, it's a cool plot line, but like every other, every other large creature that we've encountered, where like it's which is one of the things that we love about *Frontier Dawn* is how they, they kind of mixed like the fantasy genre with like *Land of the Lost*, with like all the giant versions of but just like regular animals, and for the most part, that's what they are. So when we run into giant spiders. They're giant spiders. They're not giant man spiders. You know, it's kind of the same thing with the giant ants and like. So the the Zolkliks are the first thing that we've run into. And we're like, mosquitoes. Oh no, no, it's a giant mosquito, right? No, it's a man with a mosquito head. Now, like this doesn't compute. Like it doesn't with everything else that we've encountered. Uh, I think that's one of the other reasons why the nickname stuck.
0: Right. <laughs> App description.
3: Were you guys on the mod that uh, T took us up the hill? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we were moment. you
3: guys near the front or not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole... It, like, all of us that were right on the front line were like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go in there alone. Saying that you know them, I don't think this is going to turn out well. We did not expect it to turn out so poorly. Yeah, yeah. we did not expect the like. <laughs> and then they're screaming, and then you see a arm reach out and grab her and pull her in, and now she's shredded. You see the large scarab beetle like wielding one of her arms. Like, oh no! Okay, that's. that's dead. I, I kind of had a
1: feeling. Uh, it gave me a Tropic Thunder flashback. So that was...
0: <laughs> yeah, after the fact, I was like, yeah, she played the die in the first act kind of character pretty well. <laughs> she was like, come on with me, had over to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a good fight. Um, oh, that's right, because we had prepared with the potions because we kind of knew they were going to make us sick. So that was their one main attack. Uh, yeah. Oh, the the, I'm so
1: happy Basil learned how to make that dust. Yeah. Uh, that that's a lifesaver.
0: Yeah. After the fact, I was as always. After the fact, I was thinking. I was like, we probably could have tell when this thing's about to die. He hammed it up pretty good. I was like, at that point, we call in the range and so the mages. Now, nah, nah, that didn't happen.
2: <laughs> but I'm guilty. I <laughs> was, was right next to the thing. So.
3: so... Here's, here's a thing that I've learned as um, attempting to play a, a battle master. There is a very fine line in between calling out battle commands and telling people how to play their character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is kind of something that I refuse to do. Because as much as I can be like, oh, I've got, you know, too many. Uh, 18, whatever the hell, God, is it? Yeah, like 18 years of experience doing this crap. That doesn't mean that my dollars that I played to pay the to play the event, like, mean any more than somebody who was their first time event. I feel it is my job more to help them find themselves. So, especially other girls who are like, ah, oh, fighting's. I don't know. It's scary. Like, I'm not one to spar with them. I am one to build them up and say, no, you just gotta, you know, it it is a shift in attitude. And I think that that a lot more is my role. So as much as it would be great to call for, you know, everybody get back, let's get the ranged in, let's get the, I kind of try not to do that too much until it's one of those, like, like it was on later Saturday night when it was, okay, guys, they're going to put up the wall. You need to know this. And I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get there in a few minutes uh, right. so that you're not trapped on the other side. And that's kind of the difference. It's, it's, I try to do situational awareness mm. rather than telling people what to do. So, yeah, okay. cool. right. I'm very unlikely to say, even if I am the one that kind of could say it without people just being like, shut up. Like, every time I hear somebody say shields to the front, I just want to shield bash them, because I... <laughs> I... Like... <laughs> this is 18 years of hearing people say shields to the front, and you know what every shield user is? Like, well, fucking let me through to the front line. Like, <laughs> I, I can't get my shield it's- to the front if you are literally just standing in front of me. It um, is
1: also never the person <laughs> holding a shield
3: that says yells shield in front." Fight. It's <laughs> always the person who's like, "Oh, I don't fight." Then why are you in front of the shield? Uh, <laughs> Maybe I just you can think of a shield for once to see what it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's kind of like when people yell "healer." Like <laughs> you know my name. Like how
0: <laughs> just manners at that point.
3: Like just get to game. Learn one healer's name. Just <clears throat> one. Like And when you get to the mod, be like, is that person here? Yes, they are. Great. And as soon as you call for a person by name, guess what? You're going to get like a positive response. Yeah. If you just call Healer because you, out of game, have not been able to bother to learn a character's name, just die. Just die. I, I can't care about you anymore. <laughs> so. Alright, there's another soapbox mm. moment. So. Hashtag healer trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've played healers me. in my time, a couple, maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, this might be a hard question to kind of answer in a moment, but, um, like our game tends to be a lot of large group stuff. Um, it's going to be a little less of that, but have you, in your experience, um, do you prefer one or the other? Like a small, I don't know, five six party, you know. Small party mod, individual ca- kind of thing, uh, or the bigger group, all the town kind of stuff.
2: Um,
3: as much as the smaller groups can be fun, it can be extremely difficult to manage that when you're running a game.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: first off, how do you tell people? Like, as soon as you're like, "Oh, this is going to be challenging, but don't bring more than six people." <laughs> it's like, Ooh, right? How do you, what? How do I? how do I justify that? Right. And also there's that aspect of, Hey, you need to bring a small group to do this. You don't know what's going on for the rest of the town when like as a character, if you're being asked to make the call on who to bring on that small group, you are intentionally excluding other players. Yeah. So just from the meta aspect of it, I'm Mm -hmm. not crazy about that. Because the only way to handle that is to, great, if there's like a small storyline going on and then the rest of the town is occupied with something else, fine, great, fantastic. If it's like we're going to take away six people and do something, kind of, and the other 35 people are left sitting in the inn twiddling their thumbs. So I don't care for that. Um, and the only way around that, which some games have done, is to run that same six person mod over and over yeah. and over again. Sure. But just the, like, the meta of that and trying to say, like, oh, it's, uh, it's the person's brother back to ask for help. Like, <laughs> oh, it's sure. their son who can't find the caravan. What? I... <laughs> so that's really... Yes. So yeah. personally, no, I do tend to prefer large group story. Um hmm it, just from that aspect of it you know would my character rather only deal with the people that she knows and likes and trusts well and of course I'm tired of other people like
2: yeah.
3: not fighting and then looting kills I'm tired of other people like standing in the back and then claiming glory I of course I'm tired of those things but eh put up with it <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm more mixed. It really, its really situational, um, mm-hmm. and I think as long as everybody gets chance to shine, is more. Yeah. You know, like if you're at a game and the same, you know, if it's a 40-person player base, and the same 10 people always get taken for the super secret private mods, and like, I don't dig that. But like, you know, if if once every three events, your character gets to really stand out and the staff can manage people, give people the opportunity for that. um, That I'm all about that. Um, And I do like, I do like scouting mods. I love treasure hunt, uh, dungeon crawl mods. I also really love big battles. So it really, um, honestly for me, it's kind of how I am about, how I feel about most things in life. It's it's individual situations. Uh, Sure. And, because I, by equal measure, I don't like. I don't like when staffel, and this isn't a frontier dawn thing, but just LARPing in general. Like, um, they'll write a plot for somebody that has not worked for something,
2: mm, yeah. or
1: they railroad it, and then like you'll have, and that's where like favoritism can come into play. Uh, and you'll have like so that person. Over there, like, so if they follow a religion in game and they follow, like, their character follows all the tennis and whatnot, um, they there should be accolades for that. But they have the person whose character sheet just says the same character class and they just kind of phone
3: it in and then they'll complain, Why well, don't get the same stuff that that guy gets? Right, and again, that's all situational, that's where I'm kind of mixed with it,
0: sure. Yeah, and that was just kind of what popped in my head is the chaos of a big battle. It's like, that's probably all I say. I'm probably guilty of that. Like, oh, I didn't heal her. Like, it's like... (laughs) I can't think of one person's name at that point. (laughs) But if we were in, like, a five-minute group and we had, you know, Neptune... I actually probably do Call for Evan more than anybody. (laughs) i was like,
2: Neptune!
0: I hope you know my name. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, on my experience... Um, is so much smaller. Like uh, last couple of years, and then a year or two, a decade ago is about all my experience larping. So <laughs> uh, the first game we played was really large. Um, you know, a couple hundred people, I think, an event. Uh, so it was kind of mixed, wow. and they would have like random stuff going on throughout the event. So either they'd have roam- roaming mods, uh, mobs of like you know things you could fight or they'd have cards you find that you could turn into the plot to get them to throw something together for you real quick. I okay, I've
3: yeah, we've done we've seen games run similarly. Um, yeah. I, I do miss more roving NPCs, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, I've just watched in general in Marving the last too many years as players have become more and more sedentary it's more and more difficult to get them out of the inn. Sure. And it doesn't matter... Like it, Once upon a time, it didn't matter what kind of weather it was. Like Okay, maybe not rain. Rainy days, you just wanted to stay inside. But, you know, if it was a fall day, whatever, you, you just went out and you walked and you role-played while you walked and you ran into things. And yeah. there was a whole bunch of, you know, never go alone because then you'll die. But... <laughs> It, running a game, we always had things running around until at one point, just we could not get people out of the inn anymore. So I started putting treasure boxes out in the woods and everybody knew that somewhere out in the woods there was a treasure box and that started getting people up off their butts again. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those balances. If your player base doesn't want to go anywhere, like, then you can't really take the NPCs out of doing just big mods. You kind of have to keep them there. Um, right. So, yeah. Balance. That's the chicken or the egg. I don't know what happened first.
1: Whether Ging stopped sending out random encounters or people stopped looking for them. I really don't know when that,
3: when mm-hmm. that changed. Uh, like, when we started, that was more of a thing. Yeah. Random encounters.
2: Um,
1: and we tried it before Frontier... Pat, Tiff, and I were piecing at, at a different game, and we, we had the worst luck imaginable. Like we, we went out. We, we were a bunch of vampire hunters, and we went out hunting for vampires. We never found a damn vampire. <laughs> and and I mean, we, we, would go, we went out on the camp, and we must have walked the camp like three times and just had no luck. And the one time, the one time we came back into town, we were, they were like, guys, there's a bunch of vampires here. And we're like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, man. And then we started thinking logically about it. We're like, all right, if I was a vampire, I would sure hell yeah. stay away from where the roving band of vampire hunters were like, we were the random encounters for the NPCs. Like that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man. That's and yeah, like you said. Uh, jenny i i don't ever criticize how the games run because i totally understand that it's it makes it so much harder to you know try to cater to so many different play styles or what people want Um, you can only do so much or whatever and and they do a great job with what they're you know working with at our game and and the players too so it's it's always just kind of a curious to see what you know what they're going to do next and how they're going to either do things differently or whatever you know mm-hmm. and i oh, think yeah. our and games- that's
1: really to their credit not just because they're we they're good friends of ours and we love them like to be playing marketing as long as we have and to get to get us jaded jackasses <laughs> to go wow at something yeah. is not easy and they do something at least once a month yeah. that, that or once an event that has us like Alright, that was pretty damn cool. I guess. <laughs> so they definitely love what they're doing and that's that's really important. Staff needs to love their game.
2: Yeah. Uh
3: to get the players to love it, and they do a good job of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might be a good segue, because I don't wanna keep you up too much longer. <laughs> We're already uh, like uh, half an
3: hour past my bedtime. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> um well yeah, uh, if I was gonna skip the main mod unless there was something else you wanted to bring up that you really enjoyed. Um,
3: uh, just the lead up to main mod. So I don't know uh, how yeah, much main of that. mod rocks. So, <laughs> um, so we had like this terrible hour long twenty question session. <laughs> oh uh, yeah,
0: you we were there for the were you there
3: for that. that?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually initially talked to them because they said Neptune went out into the space. He can talk to him.
3: Oh. <laughs> It was, like, (laughs) I just had no idea what questions to ask. Like, how do you?
1: Well, how how that started.
3: Oh, uh, that was the other part of how how that that started.
1: Amusingly how that started was, like, I sometimes think that as the town's diplomat, people throw hand grenades in my lap to see if I can (laughs) talk my way out of it. And so, like, I was first broached about it, like, hand gas there's a, like an emissary squad of Mungu here to, and they need our help. So I go out into the situation and I start talking to them and I'm like, you know, and, and of course, you know, poor Harmony is always willing to help our allies. And they're just like, wait, we're here to help you. And I'm like, odd. Oh, see, I was not informed about it. And they like, having-
3: <laughs> Same thing happened to me.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's
3: Felicia there playing her Mungu, trying to help us and give us information for for the main mod. And I walked into it with this attitude of, like, come on, would you just tell us what we're facing?
2: Why so do we, we have to, <laughs> so we can
3: help you? Why do we have to drag all this information out of you? I'm like, no, how, you know, okay, we're supposed to go into a worm. Uh, is there room to breathe in there? And just like the attitude that I walked into it with was like, help, help us help you. Why aren't you being forthcoming? And eventually it, like somebody finally was like, Oh no, they don't they don't want us to go in. They're just okay with it and they'll help us. I was like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. And like I had to back that all really hard. Um, they think we're crazy
1: for
2: doing yeah. this. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's why um, one point I broke down are. and I'm like, Okay, okay. When you return back to your hive, mar- uh, to your grave, mar- are there any questions that you're going to? Tell them, I can't believe these idiots didn't ask this question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, right.
3: so we go through this whole thing, and that's where it went again into the not telling other people what to do mm-hmm. line. We're like, okay, so clearly we needed two groups. We needed the group inside the worm, the group outside the worm, or inside and outside the worm. Uh, and, uh, which. To, to fill in those listening in by this point in time, we had established that there was a piece of the great big weapon that we need to build that was inside the worm, and we needed to retrieve it without killing the worm. Uh, and they were like, it's a really big worm. And I was like, how big? And the mungju pointed to the door of the inn, not just like the door, like double door, but like the door, uh, like the little roof... Mm-hmm. Uh, the little portico that sticks out from the door. Yeah. Uh, that big! And I was like, oh! Oh, and that's its mouth? Um, so, yeah, it was a a much bigger worm than expected. Uh, and so...
2: Yeah, I didn't right, quite right. get so the We're going size. into this
3: ginormous worm yeah. to retrieve the the item that the mongu are kind enough to tell us where it is, let us know that, yes, it's okay if we take it, even though it's a crystallized piece of one of the grave mines. And... They're all good with this and willing to help out. Uh, so, fast forward to after feast, we're getting ready to go to the grave mind. And right, so the how I got here. Uh, I dislike telling people what to do with their characters. I don't mind telling people. any loves to tell people what to do, uh, but. Jenny does not like telling people what to do with their characters. So as we're going down the line, and like people, it was like, "Well, you, you're noisy. We need somebody noisy outside the worm to make sure it doesn't submerge while we're in it, uh, because who knows what could happen? Like it's it's a ginormous worm." Um, And the person I pointed to was like, "No, I want to go in the worm," and I was like, "Okay, fair point. Like I'm totally okay with you going in the worm because." Uh, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> and then it, we all kind of came to the realization, alright, so this is going to be main mod, which they had prompted us and told the entire player base, hey guys, main mod, there's a portion of it that's going to be dirty uh, and messy.
2: The, uh... um,
3: so we realized, okay, that's clearly going to be inside the worm. <laughs> um... And there were some people who they were like, I want to go in the worm. I don't want to do the messy part of the mod. I'll stay out. So it kind of came down to who wanted to be in the worm and who didn't want to be out, uh, outside the worm because they didn't want to get messy. Um, which is, is fair. Like, I know that I have costumes that I have worn that I would be pissed if it got like it's dry clean only. Like I don't know what they're going to be throwing at us. I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's one thing to run around in the woods and like kind of fall down carefully. It's another to go on a dirty mod with that on. Um, so I completely sympathize with anybody who was not wanting to go in. And so we started off at like a close to 50-50 split on who was going inside the worm and who was not. And then like information starts coming out. Like as the minutes are ticking down towards the start of mod, somebody's like, Oh, by the way, it the goo we're using washes off hands, we're not sure if it will stay in clothing. Mm. So there goes like five people who are going to go inside who are like, I am no longer willing to do this. And then they're like, Oh, and there's also some tight spaces, there may be some crawling. There goes another five people, and suddenly I'm like, shit, there's like five people going inside now. Crap, I wish I had tried to tell people more what to do, but, I mean, certainly I'm not going to ask anybody to get dirty if they don't want to. I'm not going to ask anybody to possibly stain clothing if they don't want to. I'm not going to ask anybody who has bad knees to crawl on the ground. And then we get to the main mod. And you guys were inside at that point in time. We're outside. The mungu, like, lead us to the edge of the field. It's, it's it, you know, a little bit, oh, wait, I, I skipped a step. So we're there in the inn, and one of the mungu turns to me and says, by the way, the worm has uh, risen up to the surface a little bit more. We saw that it has tentacles. Oh. And just told me that. And I was like, oh, tentacles. Um, no, just don't, don't tell anybody. Let's take
2: <laughs>
3: I, I was watching as people were like, oh, I don't know if I want to go do this. And I knew that we were going to lose people. And I was like, no, nope, let's just, let's just get them there. They'll, they'll be surprised. We'll be fine.
2: <laughs> now,
1: from a purely in-character perspective, it should probably be a small number of people that are like, yeah, I'm going to jump in the
3: mouth of a giant worm and fight my way out. <laughs> it, that number should be small. <laughs> so um, we get up to the, the edge of the battlefield, and I knew it was going to be a small group of people going in. And I said, all right, who's going in with me? And there were people who were like, wait, you're going in? I'm like, well, of course I am. I can go inside a worm. Like, this is going to happen now. Uh, and, like, six people raise their hand, I'm like, okay, this is gonna suck so hard, let's go do this, and the mungu dropped the force field that's holding the worm in place, great, and then, uh, we start onto the field. And at the end of the field, I see rounding the building, this purple, glowing, toothy mouth. And
1: I was like, oh! And the mungu told us to approach it. Okay, uh,
3: that's the thing. Quiet, or or slowly. Yes. You know when I heard that? When we were halfway across the field, and somebody who was running with me goes, wow, you know, the mungu said to go slow. And I was like, oh, what? Too late. Uh, Too late. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And I, at some point in time, I said, all right, guys, mouth! And then everybody... Like, I turned and kind of looked to my side, and I saw like two people there, two people to my right. I was like, great, okay, five of us, let's go. And we get to the mouth, and I was like, first or second to jump into the fizz rep. Um, This ginormous frame of PVC and foam and cloth, and it looked amazing. Uh, And I jump in, and after jumping in, they were like, okay, just wait here for a second as I watch person after person after person <laughs> jumped into the mouth, and I was like, oh, this, oh, what? How many people? And it, I think it was more than half the town. I don't know what happened. Because literally, I was like, who's going? Seven of us. Who's here? Like, 20 of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so- okay.
0: <laughs> yeah we're well away how, how many ended up inside.
1: <laughs> well, cool. you guys were kind of beefy. Yeah. Uh, and we, the hard part was we couldn't get I I had remembered fighting the Dread Car before, and we had fought Dread Car that, like, had to be killing Bloat at the same time. And that was, people were not listening to that message. Like, oh, I, I guess it wasn't Carrie or labor, whatever it
3: was. We no, finally got it. So but... we kept dropping them. And I, I don't know if you guys noticed when one of you, so it, those listening in, Uh, our lovely hosts were playing the the two twin bad guys uh, in the big fight. Um, And as one of them would hit the ground, I'd keep hitting them and then I'd have to go fight the other one and nobody would continue. And then the Mm -hmm. one who was down on the ground would stand up again because we weren't getting them down at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally finally we did. And then you were like, no, we have to kill them at the same time! And I'm like, "I, I... what?" What do you want me to do? I'm running them through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely got Killing Blood like three times at that point.
1: I I forget. I know one of you I just finally can't and just kept Killing Blood.
0: As I I was yelling like... (laughs) uh,
1: Was that Evan? Okay, I was like, this one's not getting back up. It's like... Uh, I had a lot of fun. It's having having scenes like that, like... uh, it really it it lets you indulge in, in the like crazy fun fantasy part of LARPing, where like uh, so you getting getting to jump into the into the belly of a giant beast and like fight your way out is like it, that was you know the first pirates of the caribbean movie was amazing the sequels eh. but the end of the second one when like jack sparrow is like chained to the the mast and the Kraken comes up And he just goes, hello, beastie, and jumps in it and fights it. Like, that's awesome. So, like, (laughs) Frontier Dawn provides, like, what's this crazy thing that let's
3: do this? Like... (laughs) So, did you guys have the opportunity to crawl through the esophagus?
0: Nah, Uh, we helped set it up, but...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) That was awesome. So, um... You yeah, jump in we're out and out, and they're that. like, okay, guys, wait here for a second. We went inside the building, um, and they had a, a, a course set up of black tarping and tables and hula hoops to basically form a, a tube to crawl through. Uh, and suspended from the hula hoops was slime, and it was on the floor. And the whole thing was slimy, and it was such cold slime. The slime had no right to be as cold as it was, because it was not that cold out. But the, yeah. the slime was like, "Oh, this is gross." Um,
1: and there were worm noises, and somebody like, was yeah. spraying it with water. Like it was- somebody
3: was like pouring water from pitcher to pitcher, making gurgling noises. Like <laughs> it, was it was good. It was. It was awesome. We get inside. We find the corpse. Of somebody, by which I mean like an arm and another puddle of slime, uh, and a note that left behind saying, like, this is my last shot of getting out of here. I'm going to try and make it sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we were like, okay, that's a clue. That's probably how we're getting out. Um, but we had to find the Because
1: the- we didn't actually know. Yeah. That was the only oh, part yeah. is like, yeah, yeah. No. We, we, we didn't know how we were getting out, we just knew we had to try to make the worm throw us up.
3: Yeah, the we- was like, if <laughs> there's a history of things that move really fast getting swallowed, and then like making it, and we were like, what?
2: Yeah.
3: And the mom was like, yeah, it just kind of and then and then the things come back up again.
1: So when people asked me earlier, Ham gas, what's the plan? I'm like, we're gonna go in, find the thing we need, and then do our very best to become indigestion.
3: And that's the plan. So we get in, find the stuff, and then we we find the thing. Uh, And then you guys kicked our butts.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's plenty of butt-kicking getting on our side.
1: (laughs) But it was a good fight. It was a good fight.
0: It was a lot of fun.
1: Brody,
0: were you the first through the tube?
3: Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, He was, he was they first, had... I was second. I was like, no, I want to go first. He was like, no. What, what did you call? I, I had, oh, something that you didn't want me to get goo on. Weapon, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, unimportant. I think That's you just true. wanted to go
2: first.
0: <laughs> they had intentionally set the last hula hoop to be almost completely covered across with slime. It was. First person through. See <laughs> that's like a membrane. <laughs> membrane, of sorts, Yeah. <laughs>
3: we stood up on the other side, and he had just like a, a string of goo uh, over his one ear. <laughs> and Danny like reached out to take it off, and he was like, "No, don't leave it. Don't you touch that? <laughs> I've earned this." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, that, that's
1: part part of like. uh one of the things about the game that I really like is all the little tidbits mm. of, of lore they put into the like racial backgrounds and the story backgrounds and stuff like that. So that's kinda like one one of the things with the the Bobbins play a game called Hubble Blue where like they tell these ridiculous stories of things that have happened to them and you have to try to like derail the person telling the story and if they can Push through the nonsense you try to throw in the wreck their story. You can, uh, if you beat them, you can call a the guy They got to buy everybody a drink. If the one telling the story wins, then everybody has to buy him a drink that night. Uh, so the the character's goal going is like now, like I'm going to collect the most ridiculous stories.
2: <laughs>
1: that <laughs> so yeah. First in the gall of a worm, oh, And yeah. <laughs> Um, and it just fits in with the Lord of the Day, right? And, and it's, uh, yeah, they're doing good stuff over there.
0: Yeah, they'd spent a lot of time getting that set up, and <laughs> yeah, they were hoping for those kind of reactions and, and that effect, and it was definitely worth the payoff. Hearing everybody come in and being like,
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere." <laughs> yeah.
0: We were supposed to be like dead, but still alive. So we're supposed to like kind of our eyes closed and like stuck to the wall. And I really wanted to watch you guys come out. (laughs) I kept like opening my eyes very quickly and shutting (laughs) them. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I wanted that kind of like horror movie, like open your eyes, like a bit of a jump scare. Uh, I don't think I pulled it off. I felt bad because I was like, I really wanted to pull that off, but people were asking me questions to like clarify, and I was like, mm, I want to be quiet. <laughs> like, is it rude to not answer the question? I'm like, yeah, that's Oh no, daddy. that was totally that's me daddy. asking
3: questions because there's that like, <laughs> all right, you guys are clearly leaning on the posts. Chances are, you're a thing that we have to fight now. But I couldn't recognize what you were from mm. the costume and makeup.
2: I see. So. Like
3: for all I knew you were supposed to be a part of the worm. Yeah, that's true. And not something I was aware of. I see. So I I maybe your costuming was clearer in better light. But in the black light, like okay. I I I didn't know.
2: Right. So we didn't know what
1: they were expecting. So, so yes. we were expecting engine
3: and all other kinds of uh,
2: Dread
1: yes. was not what we were expecting.
3: <laughs> so yes, that was me asking for a clarification as to whether or not I knew you were there, because I wanted to go explore down that way, um, but clearly, if I was walking between two dread car, I wasn't going to do it alone. Right. Uh, <laughs> but if I was walking past two ribs of wormness,
0: yeah, I'm not less, gonna, fuzzy things sticking out or whatever, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Then I'm not going to worry about it mm, so much. Right. <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah.
0: I- <laughs> Yeah, did the, either of you catch um, like finding the pearl at the end?
3: I was actually the one that found it. Oh, Okay, yeah,
0: because I missed all that happening in the chaos. Oh, no, like, uh,
3: I fought you guys just long enough to see that the town was also coming through, and I saw the like glowing pile and was like, "Oh, look! There's the thing!" Um, and grabbed it out of the ginormous puddle of goo it was in. Um, yeah. and then there was no marshal right there when I grabbed it, Mm. so Danny came over a second later, and I just couldn't tell if it was what we were looking for or not, so I figured my best choice was to get it to the mungu that was with us, because they could probably tell if it was a piece of grave mind crystallized or not, Um, so I got it over to Tyler's character.
2: Oh, right, 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 Tyler. Who, (laughs) but...
1: His character really did not want to go in the worm. Oh yeah. (laughs) Really, and now I forget. I forget what the deal was that we made. That like it was like if somebody, ah, and I wish I remembered because he was like, okay, if I really, really have to go in the worm, I will. And it didn't look like he was going to have to go until like the left. Oh, that's what it was. The Mungu. We were afraid that we would need some way to communicate with the mongu outside of the worm. Uh, like, hey, like, j- just in case it, it had submerged. Uh, you know, like, hey, it's time to make this thing come back up so we don't all suffocate and die in here. Um, and so we had asked the mongu for one of, their, one of their mushrooms that we could eat, which, like, apparently there's, the, like, these mushrooms, if you have one, you can temporarily communicate with the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's
2: cool.
1: And so, you know, they said they would see if they could bring us one of those. So Tyler's mungu, like, he, he role-played it so well not wanting to be eaten by the giant worm. And he was like, okay, but if there's no other choice, I'll go with you guys. And uh, the, the other mungus show up, and we asked him for the mushroom. We're like, we couldn't bring one. I was like, sorry, buddy, you gotta go with the worm. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he apparently as he went to jump in, he like stopped dead in his tracks and he like roleplayed being afraid to be eaten really well. And then he told like two other players to toss him in. So his, his character <laughs> actually got tossed into the worm before the last two players like jumped in behind him.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Tyler does a really good job with that character. Yeah, I don't know if he's been roleplaying a long time, but he's always fun to play with.
1: Yeah, both of his <laughs> characters are great.
0: Cool. So you got the
2: pearl, killed the dread car.
3: Got pearl, killed got the dread car, drip. won the day, got out. yelled everybody to leave.
0: Oh, that was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can know, finally leave and watch everybody running like ah!
1: <laughs> Why won't you get out?
2: Like shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. In the end. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: I heard the aftermath was pretty hilarious, or a revelry at the end, which I think we also missed a little bit of.
3: We played with the goo for a long time, and then (laughs) I embarrassed a very, very sweet teenager way more than I ever should have. Mm. And I'm really sorry for that. Uh (laughs) But it was hilarious. (laughs) So I I can't retell that story uh, on something that's being recorded. 'Cause that's, oh. that's just too far. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it involved somebody pulling off a part of their costume and then us just like there was a whisper down the alley that didn't work. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I think I think the last thing that happened were the, the shadow
2: assassin Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think we
1: yeah, we left after that. So if anything else happened after that, we didn't, we didn't it.
3: Yeah, We had, by that point in time, but it, was it was pretty late. It was like two in the morning. Yeah. And now as we had come in the morning, we also had to go home to our bed. We didn't bring bedding and things uh, like that. Uh, John had parental like...
1: My parents needed help on
3: Sunday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, we're, we're one step closer to building the obelisk. Uh, and all we had to do was jump down the gulble of a giant worm to do it.
0: <laughs> there to be a cakewalk from there.
1: Uh, no. I, no. <laughs> there's, there's nowhere up from inside the building of a giant worm. It's only going to go. Well put. They're, they're going to make us earn this victory, which is good, because it should be... Uh, you know, again, story-wise, like, Port Harmony is like 40 idiots who, are, who crash-landed on, on the continent. <laughs> the, I'm sure that sure Jonjo, which is the big bad guy, regrets not wiping us out like two years ago.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: so they to not make that cheesy, um, they have a good story going for that. Like, the, it, it, it gives us a Hail, a Hail Mary that we can earn uh, to eventually beat this thing.
0: Yeah, it's exciting, and I'm real excited to see what happens next. And oh,
1: it's yeah, it was, always... good, it was good having both you guys there again.
0: Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I was glad we made it out. Awesome. Alright, we don't want to keep you too much longer, uh, cool. but we really appreciate you coming on and uh, definitely sharing experiences LARPing and, and specifically this one. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was fun.
0: Alrighty, thanks a lot Brody and Jenny. It's awesome talking to you, and Hearing those cool stories and playing with you is always fun. But this has been 321 Leon Podcast, Next Level Nerds podcast for LARPing. Please visit nextlevelnerd.com and you can connect with us there. Check out our other podcast, The Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast, where Justin and other hosts discuss movies they enjoy but weren't critically successful. Sugar Frosted Cereal, our podcast on television. And The Next Level Nerds Nerd Herd Gaming Podcast, where various hosts discuss topics in the gaming world, and new to the roster is Beyond the Multiverse, our comic book podcast for those looking to get into comics. You can find all of our shows, search Next Level Nerd, anywhere on the internet, we ought to show up. Uh, if you like to support what we're doing here, you can give us likes, you can follow us, anywhere you see our name, giving us a review on iTunes is a big help. Uh, for help more people find our shows. But until next time, LARP enthusiasts, thank you very much for listening. And remember, spread the word, spread the nerd.
2: That was funny. All right. Good night, guys. (laughs) See you guys. All right. Thanks a lot. See ya.